Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You uh, may have uh, been reading the Globe and Mail last week. A big story which uh, pointed to, of course, the Chinese government's um, interference in our uh, federal election in 2021. The Chinese influence operations were aimed at electing 11 candidates, nine liberals and two conservatives. Uh, The interference was predominantly in the greater Toronto area and here in the lower mainland, specifically uh, Richmond today, a commons committee, which was probing the Chinese interference uh, in the federal election, was recalled uh, during uh, Parliament's scheduled two-week break to extend its mandate to include the 2021 campaign because of those uh, revelations uh, in the Globe and Mail. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, China and our relationship with China is Jeremy Nuttall. He's a Vancouver-based investigative journalist for the Toronto Star. He has lived and worked in China as well. Jeremy, thank you for joining us today. Always nice to be here. So, first of all, your thoughts on what the Globe and Mail reported uh, last week in regards to the 2021 federal campaign. The fact that there was, certainly from that report, um, leaked report, leaked information that showed there was influence peddling focused on the Chinese communities, uh, large diaspora in Toronto and Vancouver, to the point where consulate, uh, the consulate head here in Vancouver is alleged to be actually bragging about the influence campaign. Yeah, it's something that I think uh, um, those of us who have watched it knew was going on, um, but there was no Canadian officials that had ever really given us a, you know, any kind of a uh, affirmation that they've looked into it and and um, and that it, it was an issue. So the fact that CSIS was or somebody at CSIS has uh, um, leaked some of this information to the media is rather important because uh, you know the government so far I don't think has been taking it seriously enough. And, you know, if you go back to look at the 2021 election, I think that I've actually talked about it with you on the show before. Um, the What happened with the targeting of Kenny Chu was particularly uh, um, concerning because it was a, a disinformation campaign that uh, made it sound like he wanted all Chinese people to have to register in Canada. Uh, moving forward... What do you think needs to happen? I mean, we, you and I have talked broadly about, um, it, of course, uh, uh, Huawei building our 5G network, our cell phone network, um, and that finally being addressed. We've talked about working with our allies. We've talked about um, scientists from China working with our universities, uh, working on really, you know, one would argue, really important um, IP that can be used for, uh, you know, whether it be chips, whether it be other valuable research, why are they still there? What needs to happen moving forward based on what we have learned just over the last week? I think most people would, would, uh, who are paying attention to this issue would say that um, a foreign agent's registry is something that Canada needs to have established. Um, that way, anybody who is sort of doing work on behalf of the Chinese government in Canada, um, you know, and, and this, this could be people who are uh, even running local newspapers. It could be people who are, who are like supposedly community leaders. They would have to be registered as doing work on behalf of the Chinese government um, or any other foreign government for that matter. I believe the one 
Uh, I believe that the proposal for the first one uh, only included governments that were considered hostile, like Iran. And anyway, so I, I think that's the one big thing that uh, most experts uh, and China watchers would agree is, is something that needs to be done. Hey, Jeremy, Robin Gill here. Um, you know, the Globe and Mail has been reporting on this. Global News has been reporting on this. And, you know, it took the prime minister weeks to finally say, well, this isn't a new phenomenon. And countries around the world, as you mentioned, have been grappling with this for a long time. Why did it take so long to uncover this? Um, I think that uh, the government doesn't want this to be uncovered. And, I mean, even if you saw uh, the prime minister's response to the Globe and Mail piece, it was he was going to find out whoever whoever has been leaking this information from CSIS. You know, he didn't seem concerned about the fact this was actually happening, and he, it's something that he before had said wasn't happening. He seemed concerned that somebody at CSIS told the press. And I think that's... Um, I, I think that kind of kind of shows where uh, the prime minister's head is at on this issue. So you don't think that this committee, uh, the House of Commons committee, that's looking into this, is going to accomplish much? Um, no, I don't think. I, I think at the end of it, uh, you know, if they can bring some some more light uh, to the issue to the Canadian public via the media, that would be good. But uh, I can't see any firm legislation happening. Uh, you know, judging by the Liberals' response to this thus far, uh, Jeremy. Would it actually require us to, and I'm speculating aloud here, of course, but going to a consul general in Vancouver and say, look, this is what we have learned, and it is time for you to leave this country. Um, uh, are we near that? Uh, are we at that point yet? I I would say, I mean, again, based on uh, based on you know the, the regular people I speak to about these issues, such as Charles Burton, et cetera, uh, a lot of them would say, uh, yeah, it's time. It is time to do that. Um, if they're interfering with our elections, if they're bragging about it, um, not to mention some of the other issues that we've had with Chinese diplomats in, in Canada, like, uh, I mean, just generally insulting the country, for one, um, calling Canada white supremacist, etc. I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people would, would argue that, yeah, it is time for Canada to put its foot down and send a message. Yeah. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you very much. Have All right. That is uh, Jeremy Nuttall. He's a Vancouver-based investigative journalist for the Toronto Star. He has lived and worked in China uh, as well. He follows um, the goings-on of um, the Chinese government here in Canada and, of course, in China as well. He was talking to us today uh, after the Commons Committee, which is probing uh, China's interference in the 2019 federal election. It was uh, The committee was recalled um, in response to what was, uh, uh, I guess, revelations from uh, in the Globe and Mail that were reported. They want to broaden the mandate of that committee to include the 2021 campaign. The revelations last week basically showed that um, the Chinese influence operations were aimed at electing 11 candidates, nine liberals, two conservatives uh, from the greater Toronto area and the greater Vancouver area as well. And as I said, in one case, uh, it alleges in one of the stories that the Chinese Consul General here in Vancouver was bragging about their influence campaign and how successful uh, it was. It is, you know, Robin, when you think about this in regards to the challenges before Canada, I always find Australia, which is a country in regards to population, slightly, slightly smaller than Canada, but very similar in system, very system similar in regards to a broader worldview. Comparable in politics, yeah, for sure. All, all of it. And they have been so tough on China and they've pushed back, like kind of like pushing back on the bully at the beach and, and they have natural resources that China wants and they've still been able to trade with China, but they've pushed back in a significant way. And I feel we're just sort of muddling our way to the point we will probably do the same thing as Australia, but we won't do it firmly 
you know, was saying, look, we'll trade with you still, but this is who we are. This is what we're about. And you will not do X, Y, and Z in this country. We don't push back. And you, if you think about where Australia is geop- geopolitically located as well, the fact that they're pushing back against this, you know, massive nation says a lot more than what we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they are, they view themselves as an Asian nation and they can still push back against uh, a power like China in Asia, well, all, all us here next to a superpower in North America still are muddling our way through and our citizens were kidnapped, right? Remember that? Our two <laughs> first oh, citizens. I, two, oh, I covered that yeah, extensively, ex- Jeff. Yeah, exactly. I remember that well. And, it, and we are just not strong enough. So it's really, really frustrating.